Okay. Let's talk. Makers and breakers of real, of real estate transactions. Apart from real estate agents, there there are brokers. You've got valuers, uh, lawyers, conveyances. There's a lot of people who are involved in the transaction. Generally, the real estate agent is the face of the transaction and um, they do have a big influence, but there's a lot of third-party influences of a transaction. So how can a, Mark, let's go through them. How can a lawyer fuck it up? <laughs> um, a lawyer can stuff it up by overcomplicating things and believe it or not, a lawyer sometimes can be a great lawyer, but a bad business person. Yep. So they can be super, super um, good at reading the contract and lose the property for the client. No good. No good. Sort of, they sort of like overthink it and they don't look at the bigger picture. I think time's a big one as well. Some solicitors and lawyers can take a long time to review um, the documents or come back with little stuff as well, where it, it could. Sometimes it's really petty, um, and to a, a lot of conveyances on the other end, it can it can really piss them off, and it can really hamper a transaction, and just lose the deal, you know. And then that's it's great that you've got a great lawyer, but you've got no property. Yeah. So how would um, if you're a buyer, how would you? What would you say to your lawyer? Just would you give them a brief saying this is a really rare property, unless it's major, and um, Really, really, uh, basically, unless it's major, don't let's streamline this uh, this contract process. I've got my finance look, in order. I really yeah. want the property. Like, what would you do? Look, I also think going off recommendations, like if you're getting recommended to a phenomenal lawyer, if you're getting recommended to a phenomenal broker, if you're getting recommended to a phenomenal agent, the your odds are better than picking yeah. up. Than, than Googling someone and then you're going with them because they were the cheapest rate or going with them because they came up first on Google. Um, you can turn those tellies down with the remote, by the way. Um, <laughs> right, it, it's on zero. Sorry, oh, there's four TVs. There's okay. four TVs, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what you can do is, is yes, yeah, speak, talk, to your friends okay. and family and professionals and often your mortgage broker will refer a good solicitor or your agent will refer a good solicitor um so those recommendations go a long way into, into getting getting a real nice tight deal and, and a deal that's going to be more fluid um whereas if you choose random broker random um uh, also bank payers come into this um, random solicitor, your odds of having a really smooth, um, great transaction are going to be really uh, uh, much harder. Yeah, so so I think the best thing is to, as much as you've also got to remember, if you want the property, the agent also wants to sell the property. So they're going to guide you to a lawyer that's going to help facilitate it as well. Always ask the real estate agent for two recommendations so you don't feel like they're this way and you're in one direction or not. So I think that's a really good one. And don't be afraid to ask the agent or even ask another agent that you've had dealings with at open properties. Like at the end of the day, if you're buying a property, you've seen multiple properties, met multiple agents, call them up and just say, hey, what lawyer would you recommend um, to help me with this transaction? Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff, for the compliment on the haircut. Glad. <laughs> um, also, 
What about uh, boy, hey, let's talk about Luke? Buyers agents, another person that can come into that transaction to make the transaction um, uh, like fight uh, do really well or do really bad. You get a you can get a buyers agent in there that thinks they're a um, that thinks they're a lawyer, a real estate agent that blows up the deal, or you can get a buyers agent in there that actually facilitates. We just did one the other day and made the deal silky smooth. Yeah, that's right. Like we've had experience, and Luke, you can you'll um you'll relate to this as well. Like some buyers agents, they just very, there's some that really work with the agent really get, I think it's more if they got that local knowledge um, where sometimes they, I don't know, try and overcomplicate the deal and not nitpick. Like I understand they're working for the buyer, but in an area, especially Northern beaches, very low supply, still high demand. I think our clearance rates were 82, 85% on Saturday. So like it's it's one of those properties going, you can nitpick as much as you want, but what's more important, getting the property or missing out the property. Um, so yep. that's a big one. But I think um, when you when you align yourself with a great buyer's agent, geez, it's good. Um, especially when it really makes the transaction, say a first home buyer, where that can be a really long lead time from when they see it to when they engage or when they exchange, just because they're also, they've just got their guard up. They just feel like no one's on their side because the agents are working for the vendor. As much as we try and help them through, you can just, a lot of time they take what you say with a grain of salt. And then when a buyer's agent's helping them through it, it's just smooth and everyone gets what they want. The buyer, the, the vendor sells it, the buyer buys it, the lawyers, even when the best thing I find when a buyer's agent's involved for the buyer, it's not the dealings with the, um, real estate agent it's also the communication with the vendors um with the buyer's lawyer and they and when the that lawyer knows it's coming from the representative of the buyer i find it's it, it works really well so that's a big plus as well um yep. valuers i think valuers is sort of like the unspoken deal makers or breakers of real estate yeah Look, and guys, what we're talking about this morning, just to sum up, is the people behind the real estate transaction that are not real estate agents. And the people that make up that real estate transaction are super important and collectively even more important than the real estate agent. Do um, you know what I mean? Because we'll broker the deal and the bank value will implode, will blow up the deal. The lawyer will blow up the deal or the buyer's agent will blow up the deal. If, if everyone's not on the same page and good at what they do. So that's what we're talking about this morning. So Michael, you're saying how do, how do bank valuers um, facilitate a deal or blow up a deal? Mortgage brokers yeah, so is another one. 100%. So my experience, I was, I was with a value up. Well, first of all, if you're an agent out there, be friendly, be helpful. When these guys call you for information, give them as much as you can. Go above and beyond to do so. And the one thing you do in, and the one thing you say at the end, going, would you mind sending me their comparables? I know it may, it may um, I know residential may not apply as much because a lot of the data, or you think a lot of the data is out there. I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure the value has a lot more data than what you have. So be friendly. Get there. Get give them the information. Ask for something back in return. They're happy to do so. I was with um, I was with a mate who's a really good valuer in the area and he goes, you'd be surprised who are the most friendliest to us. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, the top, basically the top tier agents who you would think are too busy, 
they give us the most amount of time of the day. They're sharing as much data as they can. We're sending them data. He goes, the people are the biggest dickheads are the second tier, third tier agents who are doing not much in deals or think they're doing a lot. He goes, they're the rudest and that like, he goes, you'd be very surprised. And where that sparked that conversation. Because you're not getting paid by the bank, Baylor. Like as a real estate agent, you don't get, you don't make money every conversation you have with a bank valuer and often the, the bank valuations are not, or most of the time bank valuations you're talking, when you're talking to a bank valuer, it's not regarding your deal. It's never regarding your deal. It's regarding yeah. someone else's deal. Yeah. And what, sparked, 100%, and what sparked a conversation with him was um, this week of the amount of, I've had probably two or three referrals uh, for deals. One was about two mil and one was eight mil. And that came directly from valuers. So, they were um, either a buyer's agent or a city agent asking around going, who should I deal with uh, on the beaches? And my name came up, they go, he's friendly, he does a lot of deals, does all the shares of data. Like I'd be going with him, young and hungry. So obviously you got to have the deals to back it up. But I wouldn't have had, uh, my, name wouldn't have, my name wouldn't have been thrown in the ring if I hadn't have had that conversation. But when I started doing that with valuers, that was never the intent. It was to get information, give information and just, just talk about it. And then even like the, um, that medical center in French's Forest, Mark, that we transacted on, basically I had, they originally went for, it was R2 zoning with a DA for residential. And this is where it goes, how they can make or break a deal. Um, they went for a residential loan initially. The vow came in at 1.1. We had a purchase price of 2155. So it was a yep. million dollars under, under that resi valuer. Um, then they switched to a commercial loan. We had a commercial valuer that I had, we had relayed a lot of information. So they knew the data I was, well, one, we knew each other, which then was able to, I was able to give him a lot of data. We shared data in the past. He knew the data I was giving was relevant and what to basically make it stack. And I think the vow came in a little bit over under a medical usage, but that's how a real estate agent can work with a valuer to make a deal happen. Like our last vow was a million dollars under. So that deal was never, never going through. Um, so you can, you can be a purchaser. You've, 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 you've spent six months looking for a property, which maybe this guy was in that, in that boat. You find a property, you have finance approval for this property. You get an offer accepted on this property and the bank value blows the whole thing up. Yep, but that's basically what happened. Um, and they've been looking for three months, but that relationship with that value had been going on for three years. So it's um, you never, you, it's just one of those things. I don't know. It just may, it just makes a big difference in real estate. I just know that wouldn't have gone through if I didn't have that relationship. One knowing what they need. That's a big thing as well. Like a value, like that's all good. You telling me this, but what data? So I've, I've improved with the information I give them um, because they've still got a, it's still got to be ticked off and they've got their own requirements um, of how they can accept information. So there was no shady shit or anything like that. It's just knowing what they need in comparables, especially in commercial dealings, heads of agreement, signed leases, contracts. It's um, quite unique and I find it works really well. Now, two things for a consumer. So what we're talking about this morning is, is the people behind the deal that are not real estate agents and, they're, and they're, they're just as important, if not more important than the real estate agents. If you're a consumer, be it a buyer, if you're a consumer being a seller, 
or a commercial landlord, even commercial tenants, because commercial tenants get their deals blowing up as well. Yeah. How do you actually choose? How do you make sure you're well equipped to go into the transaction so your deal doesn't blow up with these people? So you'd have your, your lawyer on standby. Um, a good lawyer. A lawyer, not, that's, a lawyer that's recommended by yeah, someone that recomm- you know yeah, sorry, yeah. doing these types of transactions. And what else? Uh, I would also have the broker, your pre-approval or at least armed with your information. There's nothing worse than you find the property and you haven't given your broker, you don't even have the pre-approval underway. You don't haven't even given him all the information. Um, and, a, and then and a good broker, a broker that's recommended by friends, family, real estate agent, and a broker that's known to do, do these styles of transactions. There's no yes. use. There's no use using a broker that's never sold an off-the-plan property, done finance an off-the-plan property. You want to use a broker that's done five off-the-plan properties this month. Just and breaking when he up goes a to, little bit, Mark, on inside. But what I'll say there, you said friends and family. I yep. almost say. <laughs> Unless that friend or that family member is in real estate or does a lot of the transactions, I wouldn't even take a referral from friends and family. As bad as it sounds, every friend's got a friend who's that, but they're not qualified. I would be really, unless your real estate agent, even lawyer is recommending that service, um, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't use them. Um, so every friend knows be specific- John around the corner. So the, these, these people that are not real estate agents, they've got to be specific to that style of transaction. They can't just be like a solicitor from Queensland no. doing, doing a commercial lease in DY. It would be good to get a, a Brookvale lawyer to do a commercial that, that's used to doing commercial leases in Brookvale to do a DY lease because it's close. Um, 100%. And not, so not like a divorce lawyer. Deal. It's going to be a property lawyer. Same thing. A lot of people okay. within the in, okay. within the industry, there are so many aspects. Just like real estate agents, yes. property managers, yep. leasing consultants, residential, commercial uh, agents that do both. Just like lawyers, there's lawyers that do um, divorce, family. Well, I think it's the same thing. Um, business, like there are so many divisions, which obviously. You, you break it down and go, I need a lawyer. And then you're like, what am I doing? Let's get one very specific. Then yep. let's even target out more. Let's get one who specifically does what I need in the area that I'm doing it. So does it well. you've got to be really, really methodical um, and So specific. if you're getting, you don't really get to choose your bank value of those, but if you've chosen the correct mortgage broker for the correct, for the correct style of purchase, they're going to have the right um, mortgage brokers already on deck. Correct, and and even and they, even the right agent. Even though you, at the end of the day, you you regardless of the agent, if you want to buy that property, you're going to buy that property. A great agent will be meeting that valuer on site, and will be steering the information to help facilitate the deal. So if you go to the agent, we want to exchange. We need this valuation needs to come in at contract price. Um, then you, your agent should be meeting them on site, not the assistant. Um, not just opening the door, let them through. Ah, that's a big one. That's a big yeah. one. So they can, they can either, that like once you exchange, it's not over. They need, the vow needs to stack up because that agent doesn't know. And that's also communication from the buyer to the agent. You don't know where it needs to be. Some, some buyers, it doesn't matter where the vow comes in. Um, some buyers. So you, it, you yeah. don't want to have, you don't want to have your 
junior in the office, um, once you've negotiated a deal, you don't want to be sending out junior from the office to talk with the broker like some agents will. You want to be out right. there with the broker so you can explain to the broker the value point proposition. Yeah, to the valuer, to the valuer on site, 100%. Especially, yeah, especially um, with a lot, I'm finding most of the valuers around here are pretty good and most of them are local, so they've got a really good understanding. But yep. if you're if you're if you're not there, you don't know. You may get hit with a value art who's from out of the area. Like we had a couple in a development in Roger Street, so they had no idea of where Brookvale was, where it's going. The st even like something as simple as like Dy. And any agent here, we got a few here. Nick Rigas, um, David, how are you? Any agent in the local area knows there's a stigma, maybe. If you're on the eastern side to the western side, and there could be a five to ten percent variance, same as us in DY Mark, Del Mark compared to the western side. Like each, there's all these little micro markets within a market within a suburb that and you need to you pass need that to on to the value, the value Which you need. Got yeah. it. Okay, so uh, by so guys, the message out there today, summing everything up, is. There's a lot more people in the real estate transaction rather than the real estate agent. Um, you have the power as a consumer of, of, the, of these services to choose the right people. Make sure that when you are choosing a broker, you are choosing a broker that does those styles of deals, not just someone who's going to get you the money. Make sure when you, and they're going to bring in the right valuable, by the way. Make sure you're choosing a solicitor that is that does transactions like that as well, not just any, not just a, a solicitor who's the cheapest or a conveyancer yes. who's the cheapest. Um, and, and and same thing with buyers agents, and same thing with building inspectors. You must shape these people and make sure you've got the right people on the job, not randoms. Correct. I think that's very good. A good round of applause. I think that's a wrap. Wow, how many people do you have back there? That's a lot of people clapping hands. That's you got a yeah, big crowd behind crowd. you. Thank, thank you. All righty. So we've got tonight. Okay. We've got Monday night rant. We'll have um, that. Will be eight o'clock on Facebook. This channel as well, and then all these talks will be on our podcast. So nothing will be missed. Giddy up. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for Thanks, tuning Martin. in. Jeez. Bye. Bye. Bye.